The USFL Gambling Podcast Week Seven Preview Picks and DFS episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to uh, double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to get started today, and remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. That's a big introduction for a big goddamn football league that I love. All right. We are seven weeks. Well, about to be seven weeks into it. And look, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) Oh, sir. Sir, how are you doing? I'm excited. I'm back in the uh, look. I was winless last week. Oh, and four on my picks. <laughs> That's because it's the United States football league. I wasn't in the United States. I got a good excuse. This isn't my dog ate my homework over here. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, let's go, let's go. Seven weeks in or six weeks in in the books. Week seven upon us. I can't wait to see your power rankings because it was. It was tough. Uh, I am also joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. We invite you to come play USFL DFS with us. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I, I did finish first place one time. Oh, in, in, in the world. 
in the world. <laughs> I'm not sure, but in the world, like in that one contest oh, that yeah. had well, several thousand people in it. I think that was the most, <laughs> the most people in a contest in the USFL. All right. You're like that, a you know, wrestler, like worldwide champion. Like what? You're like the WCW. You play in like three states in the South or something. About to say, look, oh, uh, look, that was the biggest contest you could enter. So I say, fuck you. I am number one in the world, baby. Just like my hero, Rick flair, give it up for though. Uh, the rooftop IPA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living a real life giving farmer, farmer, her basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up guys. I mean, we haven't gotten I me and Patty C recapped when I was in South America. And uh, you know, we didn't get your two cents on, on the chaos that is the United <laughs> States football league. And I mean, we, we said we, we, we would, re- I guess we should just go right in on our power rankings, but I'm curious about last week's action. Nick, here is the floor for you on, on, you know, any surprises well, I, I, or my, yeah. I mean, there's surprises every weekend. That's for sure. Like we were talking right before we started recording, like the, you know, compared to last year in the USFL, the floor is up big time and the ceiling or the top is down. You know, so that makes very entertaining football where it's, it's hard to handicap, honestly. Now from a gambling perspective, I went two and two ATS. I went two and two straight up uh, with a, with a nice uh, gamblers uh, win. And I went three and one over under. So not too bad from a gambling perspective, but it's wild, man. Like it's, it's tough to, to, to know who's going to win these games. We mentioned uh, straight up over the last two weeks, the dogs are seven and one straight up. That's, that's crazy. I don't know how long that can continue, but from, you know, ride it while it's hot. So right now, I mean, I, I, I guess you gotta be thinking a lot of dogs. I would say last week was the first time where they kind of pulled an XFL as far as information. Mm. I had no idea DeAndre Johnson would get benched for Kyle Laletta. I found out. Yeah. I think that was Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, by the time the rosters had started, so for DFS and and obviously your handicap, the the episode had been out for a couple of days. Well, how that, how is that pulling an XFL? I mean, that's well, no, I I, I just wish they would give us the information up, sooner. Yeah. Sooner, right. you know, like, uh, but maybe you know, maybe that that concluded naturally with practice on Friday. I don't know, but or maybe it's just coaches not wanting to tip their hand. True, and and we didn't didn't we hear about Kenji Bahar that he could be out for the year? <laughs> he started. <laughs> he's back playing. I'm just like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I I would have taken the gamblers had had I known that uh, you know this guy was gonna play. Come on, I mean, but. Besides that, the other three ones were just whiffs by me. But that 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 fourth one, I feel like flag on the fucking play. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, uh, Patty C. I know I got your two cents on this, but uh, you know, okay. How about this? Pa- Before we get to our power, ra- yeah, let's just get to our power rankings. Fuck it. I was gonna say, <laughs> what would our Freedom Cup be? But I'm like, that's essentially our power ranking. So let's just yeah. let's just get into our power rankings. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Yeah, have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? Well, you should be because if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with zero interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, zero percent interest. 
Um, simply deposit funds into your account and edge boost will match the deposits. You can use two times the amount of uh, funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers uh, $2,500 in advances. So up to $2,500, you can add to your bankroll people. Uh, My edge boost, double down play of the day. Got to reveal tip my hand a little bit. Maulers. I'm back in I'm dying hard, <laughs> dying hard. Uh, go to sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to uh, use uh, only valid in a uh, legal gambling States problem with gambling. Go what a hundred gambler. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast and power rankings wise. I'm curious where the hell you guys are going. Let's should we start with eight? Let's start with eight. No, let's start with one. What do you think? Always oh, start with one. Start with yeah. the best. Yeah. Start with one. I it's I, good I, to I, unload the insults at the end of the list, you know? <laughs> yeah. One for me. Skip Holtz. I, I I'm buying into I watched Alex McGill. I watched them do the option read with CJ Marable. All game. That was like 40 times he called that play. And I'm like, he gets it. He gets it. Skip Holtz is not one of these other coaches. Like he actually says, wait, my whole roster is depleted. Jamar Smith is out. I got no Bo Scarborough. Vic Bolden went to the XFL, the MVP from last season. And, and Marlon Williams is out for the year. Scooby Wright's not playing. He's dinged up. Let's, let's simplify the game. Let's simplify the game. And I see these adjustments pay off. And I wonder about some of these other teams that I'm like, why are you not doing this? All right. So I got the Birmingham stallions and Alex McGough as Patty C says, he's the next Brett Favre. And I'm not talking about some scandal with him paying for a volleyball court at Florida international because you're talking you know, about dick pics. Yeah. Dick pics. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he sent a blob. Where does he sent blob a, a dick pic? No. Uh, Let me say this about McGough. He would be the most mobile white quarterback in the NFL today. If he played now, does he need to maybe bulk up? I think he, I think he Josh Allen. Mm, I don't think Josh Allen's as mobile. Maybe, maybe, you know, he could break more tackles. Josh Allen. He's got a bigger body for sure. Stetson Bennett. Not close. I think Magoo is, uh, (laughs) he is not only like quick, but he's got, moves, you know, he is a tough guy to tackle and he extends the plays. Yeah. You give him. And then you got, like you said, Maribel, they 18 touches last game, 18 runs, three receptions, you know, and they got Sternberger, horses. Sternberger, baby. And, and, and Sternberger. Yeah. It sounds he, to he, me he, like Patty sees agreeing with you. Is that the case? That that is the case. Allow uh, me to disagree. Ooh, I now, like look, I mean, it. Where are you going? It, first off, it, it is exceptionally hard to do these power rankings. <laughs> it, it changes so drastically from week to week. It's not like I have a big gripe with this. My problem with the stallions is the, con- the consistency this year. They're, they're up. I mean, they're look, they're four and two. They're tied with three of the teams with the best record, you know, so they're doing, they're having a fine season yeah. and they're definitely should be one or two, but they're kind of up and down. And, and although they they've scored the most points in the league, I am going to rank the gamblers higher because the gamblers are currently hotter. They're the hottest team in the league. With, with Mark Thompson, four, they, they don't lose. They, exactly. They've won four <laughs> straight games. And you're telling me now that Kenji Bahar is healthy. And also what's impressive about that four week stretch, 
They have a game where they won, where they scored over 40. There's a game where they won, where they were in the thirties, a game where they won against the stallions just two weeks ago when they were in the twenties and then a game against the generals when they were in the teens and they won. So it looks to me like they can win in a variety of ways. And you know, over that stretch, they just beat the stars, stallions and generals. That's the whole freaking playoffs from last year. So what, what else does the Houston gamblers need to do for you to rank them? Number one, continue to win because I trust skip holds. <laughs> I mean, the stallions have the biggest win in this league, a 40 point win against the showboats, which is looking who's the second hottest team in the league. It's the Memphis showboats. So watch out now. Look, I well, thought, I, I think skip I mean, Holtz had to battle with figuring that out. And now I think sure. he's figured it out. So when you take those type of hits, you know, uh, we saw it when, when the gamblers didn't have Mark Thompson, they lost. <laughs> right. And we'll see, you know, moving forward, because I believe Holtz can coach his ass off. And I think you're seeing it right now, but now, now, now the gamblers beat the stallions with Terry Wilson. I understand that, but the stallions, I think are a new team. Now they figured it out. And might I add, that was I, just week five. That was just, that was just two weeks ago. It wasn't yep. like it was week two or something. So I, for, for me, that was my tiebreaker is that Houston was, you know, with a, a brand new quarterback, McGoo's been playing pretty much all year because of the injury to Jamar Smith when it, the first week since we so, won. Yeah. 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 So for me, the tiebreaker was the fact that the gamblers just beat the stallions. So that is my top two though, but I have gamblers then stallions. Well, I got to you guys at least have gamblers at number two. I got the gamblers at number two. I don't know about Patty C. Who do you got at number two, Patty C? I got the gamblers at number two. No, I have uh, New Orleans at number two. <laughs> <I believe. laughs> Look at this guy. Dying A team hard. That, 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 ha- that, that has not been able to break 10 points. In, in two weeks in a row, you know what? I think Colby, because uh, pre podcast, I sent Colby uh, my rankings. Um, and I don't know, you, we were making some adjustments here. And uh, I think it, it was uh, confused as to who should be number two. Uh, you know, I just rode with that, but I really, I think, I think uh, Memphis is the number two team in the league. Ooh. Oh, I'm confused. So you're taking, okay, so you're taking showboats too. Yeah, I actually think showboats are number two. I think I sent the wrong information over there. Um, I Don't think I think the showboats are hot. You know, they're playing well and they're figuring it out. Um, do I think uh, the Breakers and uh, Houston are right there? I do. You know, I, I mean, I, here's the, here's what made uh, the Stallions a you know a, a, a favorite over Houston, despite the loss to them recently, was. It comes down to quarterback play, you know, as a David Robinson fan, you know, I, I could say I've seen <laughs> a, a player dominate in the regular season and then his team, right? His team not have multiple answers in the postseason, And then other teams, namely the Utah jazz, just double team him and triple team him and the, them not have answers. And then they, they bog down in the playoffs. You have to have multiple answers. And like Colby mentioned, Mark Thompson is their one dimension, you know, and he's a great dimension because he's the best back in the league. Kenji Bahar sucks now. No, no, no. Bahar's been playing good though. Uh, he's been playing all so. right. He's not well, like he, lighting up the stat sheet. He's just not throwing interceptions. Well, the, the same not, with half the other. Li- I mean, yeah, t- t- tell me who on the showboats is lighting it up yeah. offensively. Look, I just think they are a a team that finds ways to get it done, and uh, I think they have, like Colby mentions, a great. Uh, defensive coordinator is looking like in Carnell Lake. I think Colby isn't able to give uh, 
uh, the head coach. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Todd Haley. Todd Haley. Haley. Any credit? But I think he's doing a good job. I think from a well a coaching perspective. I mean, uh, to be fair, the offense has done nothing the past three weeks. Really, they they've just not turned the ball over. They've created eleven turnovers in those three weeks, which has been the difference in them. And I I just wonder if that's sustainable long term. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the defense is, is giving up less than a touchdown points per game over the last three weeks. Phenomenal. And the turnover battle is 10 to two in their favor. You wonder if that can continue. I I mean, a a strong defense can continue, but that, that's such a huge turnover discrepancy. You wonder if that's really what they need right now to win because the offense is somewhat lackluster. So I wonder if they can win a game where both teams are in the twenties. We're gonna see. I, I, look, this is incredibly hard. These power rankings. Um, hopefully, you're yeah. watching YouTube, YouTube.com/slash USFL Gambling Podcast, um, or just typed it into the search engine. But uh, my number two is the Gamblers. My number three. So this is what's great about this this league this year. We're all over the place. Patty C's got the showboats. Uh, me and Nick got. He's got the my top team number two. I got his top team number two at number three. I went with the New Orleans Breakers still, and and this is the last week for me. Like this is where to me after two, <laughs> it gets really hard. Like I think the top two, I think is is Gambler Stallions, but after that, or Stallions Gamblers, but after that, I'm like scratching my head on on what I think because I mean, we took we, we talked about the Memphis Showboats just a second ago. They didn't do anything on offense. They had a kick six, a hundred ten yard return by Derek Dillon. Right and a bunch of field goals, and and they they actually got outgained by a decent margin. And I'm talking about per play. I think the 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 Maulers were getting 5.1 yards a play, and then they got shot. At, they didn't even score, which is almost impossible to do when you're getting 5.1 yards a play, right? So let me tell you what. Yeah, Pittsburgh was maybe our number two team in last week's power rankings or the week before it was pretty recently. And they just skunked them 22, nothing. Give, give Memphis a little credit words. I am. I, I have them much higher in my rankings, but I still don't believe their offense is any good. Yeah. So I actually have the breakers at number three. Also, I think they're, they're definitely more talented, especially offensively, but they also have some talent on defense. I, and I think in the long term, the long run talent is going to win out. We're, with these teams here, we're showing. I mean, this this year more than ever, it's all about turnovers, man. The Breakers at that four zero start, they committed uh, three turnovers over the f- the first four weeks, so less than one turnover a game. And the last two weeks, in their two losses, they've had five turnovers. Yeah. So th- yeah. I mean, that, that it just tells you like turnovers is key. Bethel Thompson needs to be a little bit more careful with the ball. I I, I trust his experience. I, I think they're going to find out you know, ways to be aggressive, but also safer. And they do have, I think more talent than the showboats and some other teams. So I have them at three, but to Colby's point, if they put up another, you know, 10 points, 14 points, then it's time to seriously drop them. But I'm I'm going to give them one more chance. And and let me make, let me, let me hit on that part of part of what I, I, why I have the stallions number one is I have seen them over the past two years, be able to make adjustments. I trust Skip Holtz, right? Uh, with John D. the Flipo, Flipper, with Flipper, the Flipper, uh, I, they might be figured out. True. I, you have to make adjustments as the season goes along. 
And the, the past, I'll even say the past three weeks, because I know they scored more the, the the third three weeks ago, but their offense wasn't still wasn't lighting things up. So I think they they this is a big week for them to prove to me who the hell the New Orleans Breakers are. Uh, but Patty C, who is your third best team? Uh, I gotta go to Houston. You guys already touched on it. They're hot. The defense is playing well. Um, and uh, Thompson continues to get his, and Bahar doesn't turn the ball over. So. Uh, right there with you. All right. At number four. And this is, this is, I thought about doing the showboats, right? But then I said, I, I personally think this team is fake, but the Philadelphia stars beat the showboats in Memphis, <laughs> right? They somehow kick field goals every week and win. they're in first place. It wouldn't be a USFL season without the stars and the freedom cup. And Bart Andrist, call it what it is. I mean, the, the, <laughs> last year was a miracle. The defense started making plays, and that's what happened last week against New Orleans. They kind of shut them down, and the pick six was the game winner. I got the stars at number four. Do I feel good about it? Absolutely not, because part of me thinks they're the worst team in the league, but they're winning somehow, and their kicker is incredible. Uh, they do have the uh, worst point differential in the league, <laughs> <laughs> and they're in first place. Uh, <laughs> Nick, who you got at four? All right, so I'm gonna call an audible. So I sent you my list. I had the generals at four on my list. You know, I think they're messing around with the quarterback position way too much, and they've they've lost three in a row. Meanwhile, the showboats have won three in a row. So who am I to put the generals over the showboats at this point in history? So I'm gonna go showboats <laughs> at four. Showboats at four. That the, the offense. I, I'm all over the place. Patty C, who do you got at four? <laughs> who you got at four? Hey, Patty, well, I'm at two. <laughs> yeah, That's true. I had the show at two. So, you know, uh, <laughs> I, you guys are underranking them as far as I'm concerned. But uh, the uh, the Breakers, you know, our top four is largely the same. Um, I think in Except for Colby's got stars in there, and, and uh, me and you don't have stars in there. That's right. Yeah, the stars are pretty far down on my list. But um, yeah, the Breakers, again, they have a very similar thing to. Um, to Birmingham to me in terms of good quarterback play. I mean, I think they probably have the two best quarterbacks in the league between uh, Bethel Thompson and, um, and fucking uh, Magoo. But, and then as far as running backs, I think uh, uh, Marable coming along, you know, getting more carries and obviously West Hills makes them balance. It's going to make them both tough to stop. I actually think that'll be the, uh, you know, the, the South championship game when we New Orleans versus uh, just uh, like last season, just like last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, look, I mean, at number five, I went New Jersey generals, Nick, you've kind of already revealed your hand that you've switched the generals to five and Denver stars was tough because the stars beat them two weeks ago. They currently have a better record, but long-term, as long as they put Deandre Johnson back at quarterback, I do think the generals is bet are there. I think they're better than the stars. So yeah, I do have the generals at five now. To me, if DeAndre Johnson or Dakota Prokop is starting, I actually think the generals can win the whole the whole Freedom Cup. But they have to they they have yet to give us a like a decent sample size of quality quality play. And I well, but Mike Riley ain't <coughs> help Mike Riley ain't helping things by putting in Kyle Laletta cheese because now I, I have no idea if they continue to start him, they're going to continue to slide down my power rankings because that guy sucks. And uh, 
And so I got him at five w- just because Darius to me, like when I'm like Darius, Victor, Trey Williams, uh, uh, you know, Deandre Johnson. I like the defense. I think the defense is pretty good. They are a decent team. Cam Eccles Looper, I think is, is an explosive wide out. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got to put them at five, but they're a mystery team to me because I don't know. They could be eight by, by the end of the weekend. Uh, Patty C who's, who's your uh, fifth, te- fifth best team. Number five. I New Jersey as well. Uh, two and four, but they have a uh, positive point differential on the season. So a lot of close losses, three straight losses by six points or less, you know, they just got to get it figured out. I think they really did shoot themselves in the foot from a coaching standpoint this time around yet again. Uh, are they the uh, Houston Gamblers of last year? They may be. They, they uh, looking like they, it. You know, there's talent at every position. Uh, I really think they might be the most offensively skilled position stacked team. I think they are. You know, overall between Eccles Looper, between uh, uh, Williams, between Victor, uh, between uh, who's the little wide receiver they got? Yeah, how about uh, the the emergence? Uh, what was his name? The the wideout last week that just uh, looked really good for for the, that's what's crazy is that, like who what was his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But um, Warren Newman. Yeah, Warren Newman. Uh, Newman. Uh, yeah, he uh he can play. Uh, they're they're a complete. If they can get in, they can win the whole fucking thing. They they yeah. can win the whole fucking thing. But uh, all right, at number six. I I went with your showboats, Patty C. So your your second place team <laughs> is my sixth place team. They're only uh, the second hottest team in the league. Yeah, I, but once again, it's kind of it. Carnell Lake definitely buying into him being elite defensively, but I just think some of those wins are flukes. Uh, like from a yardage standpoint, I kind of think they got some Philadelphia stars to them. Um, but I consider put at, that their loss to Houston was kind of a fluke in the last minute of that game or else they would be the hottest team in the league with a four straight game win streak. Uh, their only other loss, another four point. They, I, mean, I think the stink of that Birmingham loss has a long-term impact on them. You know, had a, had a early, you know, impact on our, our, our thoughts about them, but they're a different team than they were in week two defensively a thousand percent offensively. They're the same team. I think they were in week two. Um, and that's sure. that's that's where my concern is, but uh, I put them at six. Big week for them to show me some more. Uh, <laughs> Nick, who do you got at six? Here's where the stars fall. You know, I I can't <laughs> believe the stars are somehow in front of every other team in the north, leading the division. <laughs> they looked so bad a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> and I I don't know if we mentioned it on this pod yet or not, but they've won two games in a row without scoring an offensive touchdown. <laughs> that shit is not sustainable. So I didn't think when this year was starting that the stars would, would be able to win low scoring affairs. Cause I did, I thought their defense was trash. Maybe the defense is improving a little bit, but I still don't have that much faith in, in, in them or the offense right now. So even though there are a division leader right now, they are my 16. Well, you know, what's crazy. I think if they win this week, they've pretty much considering how everything will shake out here. <laughs> if the stars beat the Maulers this week, I think they may be able to lock up a playoff spot, <laughs> right? Cause we're in week seven here. They have a one game lead. It will be heading into week eight next week. They might have clinched depending on who wins the Michigan, New Jersey game. 
Yeah, that's well, no, because one of those teams will still be just one game back. True, but I'm saying they would have clinched the playoffs, not the one seed. I got you. Okay, you might be right. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Um, get get some nerd to figure that out, but uh, (laughs) sounds like it's possible. (laughs) Patty, see who you got at number six. You know, I'll say this about the stars. They are not my uh, number six team. Um, uh, Cook is second in the league in terms of passing yards, but still five touchdowns, seven interceptions. I do feel like this team is lucky to be three and three. I think they are. They're the same as the showboats, buddy. (laughs) Well, here's the same team. (laughs) The the showboats have won one more in a row. So they've, they've proven it for a little bit of a longer stretch. (laughs) Hey, and they played, they beat the showboats in, in the Liberty bowl. Touche, but you know, that head to head stuff doesn't really work because the team I have in front of the stars who you guys have behind the stars did beat the stars. Uh, and that was the Maulers. And, you know, despite last week's clunker, you know, I'm just going to say that, okay, the offense does suck. It is talk about a one trick pony. If Troy Williams is able to get free, then they're going to move the ball. If he's not, then they're not doing anything. Um, they, they were able to successfully contain him last week. All they do is get the uh, white running backs out of the backfield. Get, now I will say this for some reason, it looks like they have the best receiving duo in the league. Maybe it's <laughs> the only two dudes that they come uh, uh, target, but Henny and Bailey uh, Gaither are reliable in the, in the DFS world. Um, so, but that said, they're just not, a, they're obviously not a good offense. I do believe the defense remains a force. I think that's 22 points given up is deceptive and I think they'll be back on track, but they so, have to get it figured out. So hold on here. Hold on here. Nick, Nick, he's shitting on the stars run game, right? <laughs> they're, they're only 15 yards behind the showboats <laughs> for the season. All right. They're both terrible rushing teams that they, these teams are mirror images to me, whether it's Carnell Lake or kick sixes or Louis Aguiar f- uh, field goals. <laughs> they're finding a way to get it done and we should reward them there. But just to let you know, those are the two worst rushing teams in the league. And they both are terrible at, at, at rushing the ball. If anything, the stars have a better rush average because they haven't committed. But, commit. but I think the, the Maulers could be in that, in that same boat. If defenses can keep the quarterbacks contained and True. that's exactly what the showboats did. So they're both quarterbacks played for, for Pittsburgh last week. They only both combined for 15 rushing yards. If you stop the quarterback scrambling, their running game is shit too. As yeah. far as no, they're the third all, worst running backs. They're the third worst rushing team in the league. <laughs> you know who the number one rushing team is, is in the league? New Orleans. The, the Generals. Did you, okay. Oh, okay. That makes they, sense. Like, dude, they average five point seven yards a rush. How the fuck are you two and four? It, 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 this, Great question. This is like hurting my brain when I when I, <laughs> uh, at, at wasn't no, uh, wasn't what's his name doing that last year that ended up costing them in the playoff against uh, Philly, uh, just tinkering around with the quarterback situation. I thought a little bit too much, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, Luis Perez yeah. is a solid quarterback, but I'm just like, dude, you have your offense. Stick with your fucking guys. You know what right. I mean? Um, yeah, he's getting too cute for the second. You'd think he would have learned his lesson. Kyle Aletta shouldn't be in the league. If you ask me, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, look, I don't know this guy. Maybe he's a good guy, but he looked like shit on the Maulers. He looked like shit on the generals. And he's <laughs> look last season. He had an excuse. Cause the Maulers had no talent around them. This team he's got guys. And it's like, at least Deandre John, Deandre Johnson, 
had like an 80 yard touchdown run like two weeks yeah. ago. And you're like, Whoa, I, yeah, I get like, it. Johnson's not the most prolific passer, but at least he can run. I mean, yeah. what does La letter bring to the table? Nothing. Yeah. He's a lawn chair at those, <laughs> at those interceptions left and right at team seven for me. I got everyone. Six is the Pittsburgh Maulers who I think could win the freedom cup. <laughs> uh, not with that offense. Not with that offense. I, I have the Maulers <laughs> at seven too. And then you know, this shows how fluid this situation is. Cause we all had the Maulers as the number two team when we did this podcast <laughs> just seven days ago, shows you what we know. <laughs> and they didn't score a point. <laughs> all last week, but yet won the yardage and and by a substantial amount, getting 5.1 yards of play compared to the showboats. It's hard to figure this stuff out. But Patty, you C- know, it comes back again. One more sec. It comes back to, to to turnovers. Pittsburgh lost a turnover battle, three to nothing. You get shut out. You lose a game. There you well, go. And, well, Ray Horton, situational. Look, I love Ray Horton, tech mobile player and everything. But you got to start going for some of these fourth and inches on the opposing team's 46 yard line. All yeah. right. Because it's killing me. He's he, a couple of weeks ago, like week three, when they should have won the game, or week four, whatever it was, when he's at the one yard line and he elects for a field goal, I'm like, are you fucking kidding this me? This isn't man? the fucking nineties yeah, anymore. It's not Tech Mobile anymore. He's stuck in Tech Mobile. Yeah, well, right? and they lost the game because he kept settling for field goals. The, the they should have beat the Stallions. It was a Stallions game because the Stallions returned the kick late, and it's like Stallions done nothing all game. But by now, you should know that that. <laughs> conservative shit does not work. You got to be aggressive, man. You got to be, you know, forward thinking, offensive thinking, yeah. uh, uh, you know, come on. I hey. get it. I get it. You're a half yard away. You look at your running back field and you got two white guys and you say, <laughs> I don't know if we can get this, but, but come on, man. Uh, Patty C who you got a team seven, uh, seven. I got the stars, you know, I guess I have to give them credit for, uh, for getting it done. You know, I think they've come up with some miracles. I do think they're still the worst team in the league, but (laughs) I mean, the emergence of Matt Colburn um, last week, finally getting off the schneid as far as having a decent rushing best kicker in the league too. best kicker in the league. Yeah. Well, yeah. You talk about playing conservative. I feel like that's how they've won. Didn't they uh, beat New Orleans without scoring? Yeah, they, they the past two weeks they haven't scored a touchdown, but what, what they've gotten good kick return play, and then they can nail those fucking field goals. Like that kicker is is he's uh you know uh he's what's what's the guy's name with the boot on the Saints back in the day? Uh, Dempsey. Anderson? Tom yeah. Dempsey. Tom Dempsey. Oh, Tom Dempsey. Tom right. Dempsey 2.0 or Morton Anderson <laughs> 2.0, whatever the fuck you want to use. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's got the stars at Team Seven. Do we all have the Michigan Panthers at Team Eight? I think you have to look, they've lost four games in a row, all by double digits where they haven't scored more than 13 points over that stretch. Do you know, you do you know, to. do you know the best part about that? They're still What's undefeated that? on the road. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they got the home environment at, at, at that filthy roller rink in Detroit at Fort field. They went winless and now they're alive as they hit the road this week. Uh, I think this is proving that home field does not mean anything <laughs> in the USFL currently. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Uh, do you find like Josh Love? Oh man, last it, he might be the worst red zone quarterback I've seen in my life. In They're my red life, zone offense. Their red zone offense because I mean they can move the That's ball. That's what I'm decently. saying. They show they can move the ball. They, yeah. it, this is not. I actually think it's one of the better offenses in the league, just not inside the twenty. 
inside the 20, they can't get anything accomplished. They out, didn't they outgain the, I feel like they outgained, uh, who was it? The stallions last week. I well, think they yeah, out, so they lost yeah. 27, 13. And if you're looking at total yardage, uh, no, but it was neck and neck. You know, they, they had uh two ninety five compared to three twelve. So yeah, I mean the, the yardage was very close and the score wasn't. So there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, what, just blunders in the red zone. We, that's been the story all year blunders. So that we have them at Patty. So you got Michigan at eight, right? I do. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they take losses left and right. They, they can't figure it out when it counts the most. Um, yeah. And there's just nothing that, I mean, Reggie Corbin has been bogged down too. You know, I think I'm making a, a, a looking at his stats right now. I'm going to make a substitution. I was going to have him in my DFS lineup. He's out when that, when, when, when your star back, you know, isn't producing like you should be, then they're kind yeah. of up shit Creek right now. I, I think they might be done if they don't get it done this week. All right. Well, look, we are going to talk about this week right now, as we just gave away those, those, those hot off the presses, power rankings uh, that will probably, if you ask me five minutes later, I'll probably have some teams in a different spot, but uh, folks uh, look, I want to tell you the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by shady rays and shady may. Yes. Shady rays is teaming up with SGPN and the USFL gambling podcast for shady may. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500 of cold, hard cash. Uh, right now for our international listeners, shady rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and the UK go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember may is almost over folks. So uh, make sure to uh, cash in on this. Uh, take your receipt over to sports slash shady for your chance to win $500 in our shady may contest. Let's go. Let it ride folks. All right, let's get to it. Saturday, Saturday on uh Fox game of the week for the South USFL division championship game a year ago, the Birmingham. I, I don't think this is the game of the week. Sorry to cut you off. I mean, I think there's a game with the two hottest teams in the, the whole league. On Sunday, okay. <laughs> but, I guess. Go ahead. I guess Freedom Cups don't matter to you, um, <laughs> because here we are, the Birmingham Stallions, heading on the road to Birmingham <laughs> to take on the New Orleans Breakers. <laughs> this right? wasn't the Freedom Cup. No, this was the the championship, the the Southern Championship right. game. It wasn't the Freedom Cup though. But they won the Freedom Cup last year. Uh, that's true. I yeah. I'm aware of that. Um, so we got break and break of one, two, the New Orleans Breakers hosting the Birmingham Stallions, even though it's in Birmingham, Alabama. You figure it out, folks. And uh this one is currently at the Stallions laying one and a half. The over unders at forty five and a half. The breakers are plus one oh five on the money line currently. I trust Skip Holtz. He simplified things. Mago. Looks like uh looks like a young uh Dieter Brock. Um <laughs> uh Patty C. What what are you doing here in, in not in the compliment I, I I'm sure he was yeah. looking for there. <laughs> Dieter you, Brock. What are you doing in uh in Penetrobe's stadium? <laughs> uh <laughs> let's see. Um hold on, let me get that pulled up again. We said the line was uh Birmingham minus one and a half. Minus the over unders at forty five and a half. 
I and by the way, I, field I, advantage. I, Look, I, I think you go over, right? Boys over. Mm, both these offenses are solid. Yeah, you probably go over, even though getting to forty six is very tough. It seems like in the USFL. I, what, what's the hard under that you uh, set uh, for a number in the uh, in the USFL here? Because I feel like what your average score seems to be like fourteen to seventeen. You know, yeah. and that might be generous. But these two teams, I think, have have defenses that kind of give up some some points. So I will take the over. I am on the Stallions because I think Skip Holtz has simplified things. He's figured out things. I like them getting Lamichael Petway, the old Michigan Panther tight end from a year ago. Him and Sternberger, tight end you with Thaddeus Moss is down there in Birmingham. Uh, Patty, see what are you doing in this? You know, I'm taking the under, but I am taking Birmingham. I think they're getting it figured out. I think uh, they finally, you know have the balance in the, uh, you know, passing and running game that they need in order to keep the uh, opposing defense off balance. And uh, I think they will, you know, win by probably three or four points, which would be good for the cover, but I'm, I'm riding mostly unders. I feel like until I see more scoring across the board NC Nick, what are you doing at Penetrope stadium? Well, the first thing we didn't mention is that this week is the first week where we have rematches. All these games took place in week three. In week three, the breakers won 45 to 31. So I'll lean over again. I don't know if that's too easy. I don't know if people are looking at saying this, that, that easily cleared 45 and a half or 46 that we said, but I do think to Colby's point that these defenses will allow, you know, some, some yardage and some points against them. I'm going to go breakers. Actually. I think they're the more desperate team. I mean, even though you could say that the stallions have revenge on their mind from that 14 point loss just four weeks ago uh, in that game, the breakers own the time of possession. They ran for over 200 yards on the ground, only gave up 46 on the ground. Maybe that's a recipe for success here. And I think they're, they're the team that has lost two straight. They're more desperate. They're going to come in playing with their hair on fire and the dogs have been hitting lately. So give me the breakers. Ooh, 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 I like it. Break a break a one, two says NC Nick. Uh, well, the next game, uh, FS one at 6 PM Pacific, by the way. Yeah. Pacific times. Uh, the other games at four. So what's what, what, what is that? Uh, seven o'clock Eastern. Wow. So this is a, it's a late game for you. Nine over there. o'clock. NC Nine Nick. o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. One o'clock, one o'clock on the west for the Stallions Breakers. I fucked that up. So four o'clock on the east, and then for the Stars and the Maulers, nine o'clock on the east, six o'clock on the west. FS1 is the network. The Pittsburgh Maulers beat the Philadelphia Stars the first matchup. What? This is the second matchup in Canton, Ohio. This game's at a pick. The over unders at thirty nine. And by the way, the Maulers have been a fucking machine. At cashing the under, I think I think they've cashed the under every week but one. Um, well, if their defense isn't going to do it, then their offense is going to yes. be responsible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? Just take right. the fucking at 39. Take the under. Uh, but really, I think this is a bad matchup. Me and Patty C have talked about this. The Stars finesse team. They've seemed to figure some things out though. The defense is playing more opportunistic defense. But I think they're kind of a little sissy team, and I think the Maulers. As bad as that offense are, there is. Uh, I think the Maulers are a tough team. I think they're going to fuck them up. Give me the Maulers to win 
outright. Well, it's pick, but you know what I mean. And uh, I'm on the under. NC Nick, what are you doing here in Canton, Ohio? I think I'm with you. So this is a line that has bounced around big time. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, Pittsburgh was getting two and a half. I love that. Uh, you have it a pick now. I'm seeing a tally site that has the Pittsburgh Maulers at as one and a half point favorites now. So depending on where you look here, there might be, you know, some differences, but I do think this is a bad matchup for the stars. I think their luck has to run out. Give me the Maulers. And uh, like you said, with the Maulers games, you almost have to go under. So yes, this is a very low under, but it'll still not get to that level. So yeah, Maulers straight up. Give me the under. Patty C, what are you doing in Canton, buddy? Give me uh Maulers straight up as well. You know, uh, you got uh, Tizino on Pittsburgh in the middle, leading the league in tackles, and then you got Sagapolo on uh, Pittsburgh in the defensive line, lead or second in the league in sacks. And anytime you have a little spread offense where it's kind of uh, you know based on taking advantage of the numbers. As uh, p- people in Pittsburgh should be able to relate to this as a longtime Steelers fan, we we would blitz Tom Brady and we would get picked apart. You know, it takes a good quarterback to to pick apart a, a blitz scheme, a, a high level blitz scheme, but he was able to. But just like the Giants beat the Patriots uh, in the Super Bowl, you with a dominant defensive front, Sagapolo is that defensive front that can cause you know a lot of havoc without having to uh, send extra guys, and that that's going to clog up the passing lanes. And it's going to be miserable for Philadelphia and Pittsburgh is going to shut that offense down and get the W All and over. I'll say this too. When that offense, uh, when Pittsburgh's offense has a chance to breathe and they're not playing catch up and they can play slow, you know, then they have moved the ball a little bit. I like it, buddy. You're taught. You, you, I think, I think uh, I told you this is my lock. I told you on the ad, this is my lock, lock it up. Give me the Maulers. Uh, let's jump on over to Sunday. Where NC Nick says, "Hey, this is the game of the week." But if so, he's gonna have to be watching a little bit of CSI New Orleans or something prior because it's gonna go right on the USA Network. <laughs> All right. So after Walker Texas Ranger or or uh, you know CSI <laughs> New Orleans, they're gonna bleed I, into. If a, it's between those two, I'm definitely going Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna jump over You're and you got the the Houston Gamblers. <laughs> You know, I feel like the Memphis Showboats haven't played an away game in a while, too, right? But but uh, at the old Liberty Bowl, Gamblers, Showboats, the two hottest teams in the league. This game uh, currently, the the uh, Gamblers are laying three. The over unders at forty three and a half. Showboats plus one thirty five on the money line. Patty C. Mm. Kenji Bahar is healthy. I'll lay the three with the Gamblers, and I will also. <laughs> play the under because I don't think both these offenses are that good. Give me the under at 43 and a half. I think if you're going to take a totals, I like a totals parlay of the under in the Maulers game and the under in this showboats game. Uh, are you not scared that the last time these guys played in week three, they put up 56 points combined. I think that's, a. I think the gamblers have fixed their defense a lot. And I also think uh, the, that clock's going to be running. It's going to be running. And and Todd Haley's committed to running the ball a lot before they were turning the ball over a lot. I feel like part of their success has been, Haley, let's not fuck this up. Carnell lakes. Amazing on defense. Let's just I actually sit on that offense so much, but they're fourth in the league in points scored because the defense so, top half of the league, buddy. 
buddy. I told you. I actually second- completely, I completely agree with Colby and that, and that, and that breakdown here. I, I think this game is nowhere near as high scoring as the first one. So I am on the under, I just had the gamblers as my number one team in the league. So I will lay the hook and lay the three. Well, you said minus three, right? Okay. I'm yeah, seeing three and a half three. on tally. So I, either three. way, I'm going to go ahead and take the gamblers uh, to lay the points, money line and the under <laughs> Patty C you ready to take us you. You've made the case that the showboats are better than the gamblers. So do I even need to ask you? Uh, no, I am all over the showboats here. Um, three and a half. I mean, you're going to give me that hook. Not a chance. I think uh, Memphis, uh, look, they might money line this. They might money line this. It's not, I guess, that huge of a score for that to be, you know, a wild upset. But uh, with the way that Houston's been playing, you, you'd have to be crazy to, like, bet hard against them. But I think Memphis is getting slept on. I know Colby's hatred for Todd Haley is a factor in the fading of them. So, uh, you know, and I'd be lying if I wasn't going to say that uh, – you know, part of my love for them is the fact that Colby hates them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, the game was thirty to twenty six in week three, so that was a close game. I see Patty's point here, but worst you know, rushing attack in the league as far as yards per carry. And go. I'm trying to find a uh, somewhere on the leaderboard. Collins is number seventeen in the league for them in rushing <laughs> yards, and he doesn't even like, start yeah, for them like anymore. Yeah. And Madre London are both ahead of him. Uh, so <laughs> I should tell you about their running game. You're right about that. Uh, what do you like in this, in this total? Uh, you going over or under on, on uh 43 and a half in, in at the Liberty bowl. Uh, I'm easily on the over on that. I'm seeing 42 and a half, but uh, I'm taking the over on that. All right. And then the final game uh, Sunday night, we got the Michigan Panthers. Can they, can they, Mike, can Mike Nolan, you know what it is? He's not wearing the shirt and tie. That's what's fucking them up. Uh, they on FS one at two 30 Pacific. So five 30 Eastern Michigan Panthers head to Canton, Ohio to take on the new Jersey generals. This is the last game. I'm going to wait until kickoff to bet this game. Cause I need to know, I need to know what's happening here, but the line is currently generals minus six and a half. The over unders at 40. The Panthers are plus two ten on the money line guys. Um, until I know that Kyle Aletta is not playing. Give me the Panthers all day. Plus six and a half. I will also take the plus two ten money line. And I will also take the over on 40 NC Nick. What are you doing in Canton? You know, I was just saying that it might be smart to pick dogs, but I can't get behind the Michigan Panthers. I had them last in my power rankings for a reason. They've lost what would I say four straight games by double digits and they can't score over 13 points. I'm going to go generals lay the six and a half and I'm going to go under this has like a 20 to 10 type feel to me. See, uh, you're disrespectful because the Panthers are undefeated on the road this year. This is on the road. <laughs> That's right. Maybe they're, they're a different team point. away from the curse of Bobby Lane in Detroit, buddy. All right. <laughs> they, they, they said that pro foot, they'll never win a pro football championship again in Detroit. Now they got to hit the road to, to, go. to, by, to win things. By the way, week three generals won 28, 13. Yes. And Laletta you, cheese you did not start me to go uh, New Jersey here. I mean, they're getting worked. That's as bad as you can really lose almost in the USFL. No, no, your showboats lost by 40. 
that was it. That was who, there, who, that was who, a different time. Who are number two in your power rankings? <laughs> <laughs> One week does not a season make, my friend. And, and don't forget the gamblers beat the stars 41-16. Also, those are your two most lopsided wins this year. Yeah. yeah. But still, two touchdowns every week for four weeks straight, or two two uh two possessions. That's not getting it done. I think you flipped me to go generals here. What are you doing on that total? I think I'm going over on that one. Yeah, get 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 your tickets. Get your tickets. Get get over on that one. All right, folks. Well, look before we jump into uh, no, let's just jump into a DFS. I'm about to kick your ass, guys. All right, I feel good. I'm back in you. I'm back in the states. I'm feeling good about my chances here. Uh, DFS wise, are you, are we per, are we ready to fire away on DFS? Oh yeah, let's rock. All right. Well, look at quarterback. I'm going back to the well. And shout out to the the DFS DraftKings for uh, still having the old Pittsburgh Maulers colors. Because I am going with Troy Williams, the former Utah U quarterback. He bounces back. Hey, Ray Horton, don't pull the best player on your fucking team. All right. <laughs> on your offense. All right. If even if he's struggling, he gives you the best chance to move the ball up the field at 8,900. I'm going back to the well, even though they did not score a point a week ago. That's called balls, baby. Uh, NC Nick, what are you doing at the quarterback spot? I can't do that. I took Troy Williams last week. He put up five fantasy points. I had everything else was good. And he just was the anchor that, that really sunk my DFS team last week. So I can't do it. My thought process this week was I, I can't get the quarterback position wrong. So what do you do? You go to the guy who's been fucking Mr. Consistency, Alex Mago. I'll pay up the 12.1 K he's hot with two straight games over 23 fantasy points. He's been cranking lately. He's safe to at least get like high teens. And I don't want, I don't want to screw up in the quarterback position and get cute. So give me Mago. Patty C you agree with Mr. Mago. You know what? Colby, you have some iron balls and I commend you for it. Nick, you have a shriveled set of, of, <laughs> of grapes there because I'm yes. doubling down on Troy Williams too. Let's Look, go baby. 21 points three weeks ago, 25 points two weeks ago. Then he lays the five point clunker, but they're going against Philadelphia. He's going to rebound. That was a, bu- a bubble that was bound to burst. You know, oh, they're going to figure uh, him out. So and now he's going to, so Patty C aligning, uh, you know, same player as me. Because I understand how the bastard thinks. I taught him. Uh, All right, at running back, I am buying it. NC Nick, I'm buying into Skip Holtz. CJ Marable at 7,300. Load me up. I think he's, I think it's easy to see a tide turn. All right. It's easy to see a tide turn. Uh, NC Nick, what are you doing with your, well, I guess he wasn't my highest price running back because I have a flex that's more expensive. But he, he's not my highest price running back either. But I rostered Marable as well. There's a reason why I like the over in this Birmingham New Orleans game. Let's go, CJ Marable, Time Patty C. You got Triple him too. down on that. Triple down. Let's go. Let's go. Not he didn't have the best game against New Orleans in Week Three. Only six for 24 and a touchdown. Two catches for 19 yards. I think they remedy that. And maybe that was one of the reasons why they lost that game because they didn't focus on the run enough. So I think they give Marable the ball more this time. I agree. All right. Well, well look, uh, Patty C. What's he is up? third in the league in rush attempts, so they are feeding him. And uh, that means coming off a hundred yard game too. So yeah, boom. yeah. 
hasn't no. scored a touchdown in three weeks. You Positive know what I, touchdown regression. I, and and he also catches passes. So he's got a little Lionel James, a little L train to him. Rest in peace to the great Lionel James. Uh, all right. Well, I, I loaded up with three running backs. So I paid up for the legend. I don't give a shit about this Carnell Lake defense. All right. <laughs> You're not going to shut down Mark Thompson, the US of MVP of USFL right now, if the season ended. Would you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. And sure. he missed, he missed two weeks. <laughs> so I think it's probably him or Magoo. Yeah. 12,200. 12, I know it's expensive. All right. But this guy's a Cadillac. All right. He's going to ride in any weather. All right. Give me that. Give me that Mark Thompson play. NC Nick. Do you have the, a Mark Thompson? I do. I do. Play the music. Let's go. Patty C, you have Mark Thompson? I did not get Mark Thompson this week. <laughs> Look, so <laughs> la- last couple of weeks, I've just rostered Thompson and Hills to have my two my two escalades at running back. But this week, since I paid up at the quarterback position, I couldn't afford both. So I do think Thompson is better. That's why I only have one big price running back. But yes, I do have. Patty C, I who'd mean, you go with then as your second back? I will say that the drop off in attempts per game, rushing attempts per game uh, after Hills and Thompson is precipitous. 18.3 rushes per game for Hills, 18 for Thompson. And then after that, Marable third with 11.3. So those dudes are getting fed way more. So it does hurt not to take one of those. But even though Victor hasn't been super effective uh, lately, I think he'll bounce back. And I'm going to roll the dice and say, Darius Victor puts up some big numbers this week. Mm. Kind of surprising mm. nobody has West Hills considering he ran for 191 yards and three touchdowns against Birmingham for 44 fancy points the first time. <laughs> That's cannot true. cannot do it this time. All right, cannot look. I feel like that offense. I'm just scared of that offense, um, with the exception of one player who I played. Um, so uh, my second, or my I'm sorry, my third running back. $5,800. I'm taking a shot on Trey Williams. I think, <laughs> I think this guy needs the ball more. If I'm him, I'm actually like trying to go to another team. I feel like, because he's a baller. I think but, you took him last week too. Didn't you? Yeah, I took him. The, I've had him multiple times. I took him the week before when he had a touchdown, but at 5,800, I feel like he's a bargain play because this guy is a true home run threat. I think he could score like a 60 yard touchdown. Anytime he touches the ball, it is a va- It is a risky play because for some reason they don't, they need to get him the ball. Like this is like Avante Turpin style to me. It was like, yes, you have Darius Victor, your bowling ball. I'm not saying he should still get 15 carries minimum, but they got to get creative by getting Trey Williams, the ball. I don't care if it's screens. I don't care if it's, you know, reverses. I don't know, but just get the guy, the fucking ball because he's one of the best players in this league at 5,800. I did Trey Williams, Nick, your thoughts. I agree that he needs the ball more. I just don't know. I can't rely on him getting the ball more last week. He had four carries for 14 yards in the passing game. He's only gotten two targets a whole year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, New Jersey does need to switch some things up. Maybe that means more Trey Williams, but you can't bank on that. So uh, not a huge fan of the play, honestly. Mm. Got him. I'll see you at the finish line. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, is- I, I, I agree with Nick completely on that. And that scared me off uh, Trey Williams. Cause I, you know, was looking at him. He does to Colby's point, have the highest rushing average per uh, still per play um, or per carry of any running back in the league. And the generals have three of the top five rushing yards per uh, <laughs> attempt uh, leaders in the league with 
Johnson at number one, Williams at number four, and Victor at number five. So when they run the ball, it is a fit. Well, isn't there a season average? Would you say like five point seven yards per attempt? <laughs> and they're two and four. Hey, you run if you if you run that ball more, you will win. <laughs> well, that, that's the probably ball, why they're going to turn the it pass. over. Yeah. Uh, uh, so who's your who's your second or your third back, Nick? I I, I don't have one. So Ooh. now I'm at, I, I have three wide receivers. Patty C, do you have a third running back? Three three wideouts for me too. All right. Well, I'll give my first guy, and I know Patty C. I think he played him last week. Ended up being a good play, even though. At the time, I thought Terry Wilson was a quarterback, so I was questioning it. But I do think Justin Hall is one of the better receivers in the league. He obviously has a good rapport with Kenji Bahar, who is back under center. I'll take 8.2K Justin Hall. He had, what, 10 targets last week, 6 for 59. Four touchdowns on the year, but no touchdowns in the last three games. Again, another good candidate for some positive touchdown regression. I like it. I like it. Patty C, who is your uh, top wide out there? Uh, I went with Hall as well. Uh, 43 targets makes him good for sixth in the league. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. He's a consistent producer and he's pretty cheap, always. I don't understand it, but I'll take it every week. Well, uh, my top, yeah, that, I mean, that guy's a stud. He is a stud. He's part of that success, too. Uh, and I feel like he didn't emerge until after he, I feel like he came along the same time as Mark Thompson, but uh, my top wideout is the guy with the most targets. I'm sorry, the most yardage in, in the league. And that is Isaiah Henny at eight K. I think this is the guy that uh, this, all of a sudden this Pittsburgh offense, the exception of last, well, actually last week they didn't move the ball a little bit. They just couldn't <coughs> score. So at Isaiah Henney, I going up against a uh, Philadelphia defense that I think is not that good. Give me the, uh, give, give me Isaiah Henney. Anyone, anyone else loading up on Henney? I did last week. I liked him. Patty C. Oh, Patty C does play, play the music. Yeah. There we go. Load up on some Isaiah Henney. Pass me the Henney baby. That's right. Yeah. Can't get enough Henney. I think Henny was like 6.6 K last week. So I got him bargain price this week. I couldn't afford two high priced receivers. So it was either hall or Henny. And I think, I think hall's a bit more explosive. You could argue Henny has a better matchup though. I, I do like the play. Uh, all right. Well, Nick, give me your second wide out then. So if you follow us on Twitter or follow me specifically, I told you that I was substituting Lee Morris, the New Orleans breaker receiver out of my lineup because we got word that Johnny Dixon was healthy and probable. Sure enough, Johnny Dixon, not a great game back four for 32, but he did catch a touchdown in a once. So he was basically thrust back into the starting lineup and those other uh Breaker receivers, Morris and Anderson, both only caught two balls. So I, and, and you know what? He was, he was three K last week. He's only 3.6 K this week. Give me Johnny Dixon again. You know, uh, we might have a bottle of bourbon here. Cause I had, uh, l- let me see if I can sway you because I had old Johnny Dixon uh, in my lineup when we started this. And uh, when we started this episode, and then I remembered that I wanted to get action on a guy who's cheaper. Uh, for the New Jersey Generals, and we touched on him. Uh, Patty C was talking about him. We're talking about uh, Newman. What is it? What's his first name again? Uh, Warren. Warren. Warren Newman, who had five for fifty-five a week ago, but also a rush. Um, 
I think they found something here. And he just looked the part. Yeah, He's I think they quick. found something here. So I for three K, give me Warren Newman. And uh I will not make the bet because he is my third receiver. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well shit. I've done uh Patty C's gonna have to give out his plays because I I'm I'm I gave away my whole team except defense. So Patty C as, who are you? as have I. <laughs> Uh, Warren Newman, what was his cost? I'm curious. Three K bottom bin doesn't get any cheaper than that for a dude that might be all over their radar this coming week after what he did last week. That's that's that might be catching a pre IPO right there. But I went with the dude that was targeted 10 times. So all three of my receivers got at least 10 targets last <laughs> week. And I'm getting a guy that hung 20 plus fantasy points last week. Averaging 11, and he's only $5,100. That is Trey Quinn for Michigan. They are playing New Jersey, so it's a little bit of a iffy play there because I think New Jersey is a decent defensive team. But uh, I think uh, Michigan's going to have to pass, and so Quinn is going to get his targets. Quinn! To your point, New Jersey has given up the fewest points in the league, but I like the play. I I'm off on Quinn because I rostered him maybe three weeks ago and he had a, a down game where he wasn't even on the field for half the snaps. But since well, then, he he's come back. No, yeah. since then he's come back and has, has proven himself. It's it just, you know, DFS is funny. Once you roster a guy and he burns you, you know, you kind of remember that. So yeah, I like to play though. Sure. I like to play too. So now we're down to our defense and uh, we just touched on it. Top top defense in the league, arguably the New Jersey Generals at what thirty five hundred. That is my defense. NC Nick, did you go with the Generals? So yes, actually I did because I only had thirty six hundred dollars left, so I could only afford the Generals or the Panthers playing each other, and I think the Generals have the better offense, and therefore I will take the Generals defense. <laughs> Amen. That, Patty, that Patty, makes sense. Patty C, who'd you go with defensively? You know, you guys, how quickly you forget uh, who the best defensive team in the league really is, and that is the Pittsburgh Maulers. Um, 9.8 fantasy points per game. That's good for second behind the Showboats. There's a stat that uh, makes the Showboats look nice. Uh, but, again, we, we talked about their their turnover. So maybe the Showboats would be a better play because they're $100 cheaper. But I think the Maulers are going to smack Philadelphia and shut that down. So I'm going Pitt. I like the play. I almost it was to me it was either Generals or Pitt. I think the Generals. I think the Generals. Josh Love red zone interceptions creates turnovers. Uh, I, folks, that's our show. Subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Also, I am on Twitter at the Colby D. Give us a fo- or give me a follow. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. We also host the college football experience and the college ba- uh, baseball experience and the college basketball experience. Subscribe to all of those. And uh, also the XFL gambling podcast. We just got you covered left and right. All right. We got you covered left and right. And shout out to the other leagues. We subscribe to the CFL gambling podcast. CFL kicks in a week. Uh, as, as the road, you know, to the gray cup kicks in a week. And then, you know, shout out to the other leagues. We don't have a podcast on this one yet, but the ELF guys, you guys know about the ELF, the European football league kicks this next week. Wow. Some of those, some of those old, old, if you watched, uh, you know, NFL Europe and the world league, some of those old franchises still existing there, the Ryan fire, 
the uh, the Hamburg Sea Devils, Frankfurt Galaxy, <laughs> Berlin Thunder, Barcelona Dragons, all still existing in the in that league, which you can watch now. This is uh, we got the internet. You can watch. Yeah, this. they missed they missed an opportunity. It should be the Hamburg Burglars. I like that. I like that. Easy, and and, easy and right they there. need to bring back the London Monarchs because they're still missing them. Did uh, they have the uh, Scottish Claymores? No, those two are gone. Uh, they need to bring those back, baby. But check out the ELF. Check out the CFL football. You know what's out, funny baby. about the ELF? What's is that? I, I want to say uh, that league is is in transition. They're adding teams. Teams are, are dropping off. But either way, we're watching. Uh, it, it, it's uh, you know. Well, it's America in Europe. It uh, not only is it American football, but is free market, you true. know, exercising. Uh, they lost the Istanbul team, but also, I mean, come on, there was a gigantic fucking earthquake there. The, like the whole the whole city fucking went down. So they 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 have added teams. There's uh, this this league's fun. You got you got teams in uh you got uh what uh Paris Musketeers. Come on, how how pussy are they? Um, and uh, come on. <laughs> Come on! I mean, you got Munich, the Munich Ravens, uh, the right. What's know, the team from Poland? Uh, the Warsaw Rams or something? Yeah. Wait, are That's they gone? Badass. Are they gone? I think they might have folded too. I yeah. think they're gone. But we got Prague. Uh, come on, you got Prague, Prague, yeah, Prague, Prague. I don't fucking know. Uh, you got Lepigzig. Le- How do I pronounce this? Lipzig, I think. Right? I don't know. Uh, you got Milano. Danzig. Milano's got a fucking team. Uh, yeah, just get on over there, check out some, some. Look, isn't this great though, guys? We're at a point. We're at a point where we got XFL, USFL, ELF, CFL. Bleed, leads us into college football, NFL. You gotta love it. You gotta love it, folks. So check us out. Uh, well, check out football. How about that? I'm gonna promote football right go. now. Guys, watch football, play football. What do you think of this new stupid NFL punt return bullshit or kick return fair catch bullshit? Oh, ridiculous. Anyway, don't don't subscribe to that bullshit. This is the USFL, baby, where the kick return keeps on rocking. Best kick return in all of pro football. Subscribe, folks. Tell a friend. And uh, look, we'll be back uh, to recap uh, Sunday or Monday. So stay tuned. This is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.